Just because it's always been done doesn't mean it should be. Have to should not exist in today's wedding world. This isn't your mama's wedding day. You do you. Stick to what you love and those things that bring you joy. Then let the rest of it go. A lot of wedding traditions are from a time gone by, a time where every wedding looked the same. Those days are over. If a tradition fits you and your partner, then by all means include it. If not, you are not obligated to do anything you don't feel is right. You got engaged. Congratulations. Happy? Yes. Joyful time? Of course. Now what? Timelines, to-do list, and checklist? 100%. Don't worry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things. Hi, I'm Christina Stubblefield, one of your hosts, along with my two good friends, Michael Gaddy and Sharon Rumsey. We have over 50 years of wedding industry experience between us. We have seen it, heard it, done it, and found a way around it. We are here to get you from down on one knee to down the aisle. Our podcast will cover everything from you saying yes to the I do's and all that happens in between. So buckle up and enjoy the journey. Now, let's get started with this episode. Super excited for this episode today. We have spent a lot of time sharing what we see as up and coming wedding trends, what the next few years are going to look like. But today we're actually going to spend some time talking about some things that we see going away. So wedding trends that we see dying off. That's the topic for today's episode. So excited to hear what Mike and Christina think. I know I sure have some that I think need to die. Lots and lots of things that need to to die. And for one thing starting off is uh, the dollar dance. The dollar dance is just so far out of it and so outdated. Not that I know I know the bride and groom likes to collect that money, but I mean, in today's society, I'm tired of seeing that. For people listening that don't know what the dollar dance is, explain. Yes, well, Mike, please do explain that to us. <laughs> okay, so... It does. I agree it needs to die. The bride and the groom goes up on the dance floor and uh, they start dancing together, but then every guest that wants to come up will come up and give them a dollar and they'll break into that person's dance. So you'll have two or three seconds and then the next person will come up and give a dollar and the next person will give a dollar. And honestly, Pam and I did that 30 years ago. That's why I say it needs to die. That's 30 <laughs> years ago. And um, yeah, we collected probably $200, but still, it's it's a thing that's in the past. I haven't done a dollar dance at one of my weddings probably in the last three years, but I would almost pay my clients $200 not, not to do, to do the do dollar it. dance. It definitely. And I think some people out there listening are going to be like, I still want to do it. Again, these are just topics that we're discussing. This isn't ironclad. You cannot do them. It's just our take on it. So who's up next? One of the things that as a planner I see dying off, and I'm not sad about it, is receiving lines. Um It used to be after a wedding, the bride and groom would line up, sometimes with their parents, 
And every single guest went through a line and they spoke to every single guest. And they either did that right after the ceremony at the church or they did it at the reception before festivities got started. It takes so much time and it is so painful for the bride and groom to just stand there. And I mean, what do you say? You have 30 seconds. You say, thank you for coming. And off they go. So I'm really glad that that's dying away and that we get to spend our time on wedding day walking around, visiting with people on a bride and groom's own time and not having that formal stuffy receiving line. Well, and two, with with COVID going on with this past year, I mean, you have kind of seen that go away because that's not being socially distanced. So that's probably a trend that's going to start to get it out of here. To fade it out. To fade it out, yeah. I have a discussion. I have an item that I think is going to turn into a discussion. What's your all's take on the garter and the bouquet toss? Well, my thought... On the top, the toss bouquet, just getting up there and tossing to all the single ladies in the room, I think that's crazy. That's that's a trend that's kind of passed its way out a long time ago. And more of the brides that I talk to nowadays, we automatically give a free toss bouquet, but they automatically tell me, I don't want a toss bouquet. I well, think a lot of girls today, they think that that's kind of a sexist thing. Because it's saying that a woman needs to get married. Yeah. So get her out there and hope she catches the bouquet. But doing a twist on that, I always suggest doing the anniversary bouquet. And what that what that means is all the couples get up on the dance floor, including the bride and groom, and whoever the is the last couple standing, the DJ usually says, Okay, who's been married ten to fifteen years or who's been married five years? And then they Eventually, everybody gets off the dance floor except for that oldest couple. The couple that's been married the longest. The longest, exactly. Yes. And usually it's a grandparent or something. And then that bouquet is ta- uh, you know, presented to that couple. And I think I love, that's real What sweet. I love to do with that is I keep my, do- my newlyweds are out on the floor the whole time. They mm-hmm. don't leave the dance floor. And like Mike said, you have everybody out there and slowly but surely um, people go off. And so usually the people that are out there married 50 years, 45 years, I like to actually have the DJ... Go up to that couple and ask them to give some advice to the newly married couple. And then at that time, we can give the the bouquet um, from one bride to another. Well, and what a special time to take a photo off mm-hmm. of that because you've got it's your sweet moment. The, the couple that's getting married plus someone standing there being married 50 to plus years. And I think that's it's usually it's a grandparent, too. And I think that's special. OK, let's talk about the garter. We talked a lot about the. Bouquet toss. What What's the take on the garter? I'll take this one. Okay. My take on the garter is no. I feel like it nine times out of ten is humiliating for the bride. Um, some couples do it because they feel like if they do the bouquet toss, if that's something they wanted to do, they have to do the garter. But honestly, you don't have to do both. And the garter toss, no matter how you do it, you're in front of all your guests with your husband of one hour going up under your dress to pull an undergarment off of you. And for most girls today, that is a humiliating thing. So nine times out of ten, they choose not to do it. Any. I can't I tell agree. you the last time I've done a you. daughter I toss. think that's kind of 
And I think we can leave that conversation yeah, we can, we right can there. That can you right tell there. I feel strongly about that? I can tell you feel strongly about it. And and I think others are going to have different opinions, and that's okay. It's their day. That's absolutely they right. Want. And Sharon, one of your favorite sayings is what? The only vote that counts is the one in the white dress. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Sharon, tell us about, I know one of your favorites is the shoe game. Is that what it's called? Oh, my goodness. It is her absolute favorite, uh, Mike. She's talked about it quite a she bit She wants here. it at every wedding. Yeah. Not. <laughs> Well, I put the shoe game. I need to know what it is. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know what it is either. The shoe game involves, and I'm going to tell y'all why I don't like it, but it involves the groom and the bride sitting in chairs that are back to back. So they're facing away from each other. And then you write a series of like 10 questions. So maybe one of the questions is who's the best driver? And then. The bride and the groom hold up a shoe, either the male shoe or the female shoe, to indicate their answer. And it's kind of a cute game, like at a shower. I don't love it for receptions at all. Like, literally, they take their shoes off during the reception? Yes. And let me tell you something. My hatred with the shoe game started. I did a wedding, and the groom had on cowboy boots. So he's out there on the floor... And he can't get his boot off to play the shoe game. So he asked me for help. So then I'm out there in front of oh 250 my Lord, people. I'd love to see that. I mean, honey, it was bad. Trying Is there to, a picture? I can Please tell me there's a Somewhere, photo. I'm sure. Trying to pull this boot <laughs> off. Everybody's looking at you. So I recommend if you are shoe game people, that you should bring <laughs> a separate pair of shoes, not the shoes you're wearing on wedding day, to play the shoe game. So the wedding planner don't have to go out and pull your boot off. Right. But what it does <laughs> this is... This hatred runs deep. I can what tell. it does is it stops your wedding reception. It forces everyone to sit and watch you lift shoes up in the air. And once, if you've got people on the dance floor and they come off the dance floor, it's hard to get them back on the dance floor. Uh, yes. I put it right up there with the chicken dance. Okay. Well, yeah. we're going to go on to another topic. I have one. I'm sorry, Mike. I know you probably do too, but... This cake in the face. The, they better me, not. You know, I guess a while back, a long time ago, you know, if you have a fun couple and, you know, they joke around with each other and things like that. But, I mean, it's a big day. And you've got makeup on, possibly fa- fake eyelashes, and an expensive attire, to say the least. I mean, so everybody's different, but you know what? I mean, that's not the place to do it. I've I, seen people be gone for 20 minutes or so to get their face or neck cleaned up because, so I know it's one of those things. And again, I go back to, if it's a fun couple and they, they joke around and everything, but gosh, to have that all smeared all over you, it's... Not something for me. I think, me. too, now a lot of couples are kind of taking the attention away from the cake cutting. Over about the last year, I've noticed a trend where they don't want it announced by the DJ. They don't. They just want to quietly go over and cut their cake with a, the photographer. And so I think just that whole moment of cutting the cake and smashing the cake, um, I think it's going away. Mike, I know you've had some things, some topics over there, so... We should let you get a word in edgewise. You want to comment on the cake? 
No, because I mean, I feel like I, I agree with you. I mean, that's unnecessary. Now, some people, you know, the younger people too, are you know pranksters and jokers, and and that's that's it's that, if that's them, that's okay. But really, people don't want to watch that. They really don't. You know, some people, their friends may think it's funny, but or everybody egg them else on are or be yeah. cheering. And if you're the like wedding that. planner, you don't want to have to put them back together. Yeah, after. that's crazy. But another thing that I'm seeing that um, when it comes to toasting the couple, when the best man and the the, uh, maid of honor goes up and toast, you know, it's best if you just go up and give a sweet toast, good luck, give luck to the couple. Don't go in and give jokes, inside jokes that nobody knows anything about. Because it's really, like, remember this one time back about ten or fifteen years ago, and, it and can your go guests on know nothing, and on and on. And you know what? I hate to say it, but that's the boringest thing. And you lose people's attention when you do that. So when you give a toast, just go up, do something really quick and simple, give them love, and go from there. That's a really good. That's a yeah. really good one. <clears throat> All right, Sharon. I know your list has got to be long. I think one of the things that I see going away, and I don't, I didn't at first know how I feel about it, but now I'm pretty convicted that it's the right thing. It used to be that every bridesmaid wore exactly the same dress, not just the same color, but exactly the same dress. And I think, you know, a woman is going to photograph better. She's going to be happier if you allow her to be in something she's comfortable in. And with so many different body types and You know, some bridesmaids are in their 50s and some bridesmaids are in their 20s. And, you know, there are just so many different types of women that I think in order to respect your bridal party, one of the things I see going away is that uniformity. I think pick a color or even pick a color palette and then let your bridesmaids all choose the style of dress that they're most comfortable in. That's a really good point. And I've seen some recent weddings, some of yours, that just amazing how every bridesmaid really popped and it flowed so well with the bride's dress. A comfortable Absolutely woman takes a better picture. Yeah, we've Hands talked down. about that yeah. before. That's, yeah. Something else that I see that, uh, believe it or not, people still ask for them, but you're not seeing them as much anymore, is candelabras at the, the wedding. I mean, really, I mean, that's something that we used to rent many, many, many times, uh, and people still ask for them, but really, they're out. Um, mo- more times at the church and uh, the reception now, the, the decorations and everything are less simpler than they used to be, especially at the church. You know, for the altar arrangements, if you just do two columns and two al- two arrangements, that's plenty. But used to, for example, I know I keep going back to Pam and I, but when Pam and I got married, we had over 400 candles on the altar. No joke. We had every candelabra I do we love had. Candles, I mean, candles are beautiful, but yeah. there's other ways today that you can do candles besides having those big gold candelabras up there. So, it's a really good point. Sharon, do you have other stuff on your list? Well, sticking with decor, um, I don't want to step in Mike's box. But um, you're getting ready to I'm I'm fixing to step in it. One of the things that I see going away and I am not sad mason jars. (laughs) When I first started, oh my gosh. Oh, she's been overrun with mason jars. Many mason jars. And it was for a long time mason jars with baby's breath and a burlap ribbon. We, We are in Kentucky. 
So I don't know if that's a thing all over, but I probably spent the first two years of my career mason jars with baby's breath and burlap ribbon. And I want to say bye to burlap, and I want to say bye to mason jars, and I can even say bye to baby's breath, and I'm okay with that. Isn't there something else you want to say bye to yeah. that was in that range of decor? A log. A piece of log. A piece, a piece of, of wood. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Tell, the, wait, what, let her go, what, what kind of piece of log? A big old wood slab. I don't get it. I don't know what it means. I I just have never Did her accent just change. I have I feel never like I heard her accent change. Understood it. I have never ever understood it. So Mike can maybe speak more to that. And I probably wasn't supposed to say that because there's I probably have clients that are still using wood slabs. And you know, again, they're the only vote that counts. But me personally. I'll be okay if I don't ever see one again. Well, let me say this. Uh, the mason jars are out. Uh, you don't see that very often. Uh, baby's breath is still in. It needs to go out. There are so many other flowers that you can use that is more up to date, such as you can buy one hydrangea and put it in a cylinder vase instead of a mason jar over half a bunch of babies. And it doesn't breath. need a burlap ribbon. And it doesn't need a burlap ribbon. But now on the log piece, all the barn weddings that we've been doing used to be rustic and uh, mason jars and everything. But now they've taken these barn weddings. Next level. And went to the next level. And they still have these log pieces, but they've added gold, crystal, uh cups on top of them, or they've had hanging chandeliers from the ceiling of the barn, fabric draping. So they've taken that that look of a rustic and they've upscaled it. But they didn't have granddad go out in the woods and cut a tree. But, but, but that wood log, I hate to tell you, it's not going away uh, because that is the trend thing right now. But if you just, if you can picture that wood log, with some nice foliage on it, such as seeded eucalyptus or silver dollar, and then maybe even taking a, a gold vase with nothing but white hydrangeas in it and sitting it on that log in that barn, that still fits that motif going on. So uh, you can dress up the log. You can dress up that log piece. Sharon's going to start twitching because I'm going to say, Mike, that sounds very beautiful. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. And can, can, can we talk with you, the florist, about baby's breath for a minute? Because sure. I used to think that was a good choice. I thought that it was inexpensive, which it's not. It's not. And I, I just thought it was pretty. And I still do think it's pretty, but I didn't know when I started, baby's breath has an odor. It does. I'm not Actually, I'm not there we for will that. spray it with downy mm-hmm. just to make it smell a little bit better it, it because it does not good. smell well. And I actually had a bride and she wanted all baby's breath. This was when I first started down her aisle. And we went into the church, and we were going to take a couple pictures before the ceremony. And she said, what is that smell? And it was her baby's breath. It was her floral. What? I mean, yeah. There are so many other things that you can choose from than baby's breath. I mean, just for example, a hydrangea is going to cost you anywhere from 5 to $6. That's going to fill a mason jar. A bunch of baby's we're not going breath. not use mason jars. But I'm just saying, a bunch of baby's breath is $25, and you're going to fill two vases. Because the bunch isn't very big. Right. Plus, you don't have, then you're going to have that odor too. Yeah. So. Okay. I don't know if you all have other items on your list. Do you? I have one thing that is probably a, be a great way to exit or close out of this. It has to do with exiting. 
But what is your thoughts on exiting in a car with, you know, the just married sign or I know they used to do the cans behind them. But I've heard recently at weddings of people heading out the doors to a song, but they're having so much fun that they turn around and come back in. You know, you almost can't get them to leave. Is that whole leaving in a car together thing, is it time for it to go away? Sharon could probably talk more on this, but personally, I mean, really what we're seeing is, I mean, they've rented a nice car, they've rented an antique car, or they've rented a limousine, but you do see the guests, the couple come back in and party more, uh, and then they do eventually leave. But, you know, they usually have a sparkler exit or something like that, but even my niece and, uh, that got married a couple years ago, they had a big sparkler exit. They, you thought they were leaving. They didn't leave. Everybody, the guests left, but they were still back in on the dance floor dancing. I so. love a good exit, but I also love the exit because of the photos. So that's what I was going to say. It's more about the what, photos. What goes into it. the logistics of that that a lot of people don't know is a photographer is hired for a number of hours on wedding day. So usually the photographer is not there at eleven thirty or midnight when that reception's over. So most of these amazing pictures you see of exits are a fake exit. Um, It's staged almost. Yeah, I've done lighted balloons. I've done glow sticks. I honestly can say I have never personally done a wedding where they threw rice. Um, I think that's much more old school. But um, yeah, most of those exits aren't real. Um, But I do love when we get the great picture in front of the... I had a bride um, last summer. She rented a Rolls Royce. And we put um, little LED lights in each of her. We had pearl balloons. We put LED lights in each balloon. We passed out 250 balloons. And it was gorgeous. The pictures are gorgeous. And that really was her exit. Was that at Churchill Downs? Mm-hmm. I love And that's it. the first Beautiful. one I've seen that was really the real, like they got in the car and they left. I think one of the things people will take away from this episode, I wonder how many people out there that had been to weddings or weddings recently thought about those being staged for photos you know that exit being staged Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and that's not the actual time they leave what you have to be careful as a planner with that is you so you have 250 people all to stay with that number in your in your reception and you have the dj announce hey we're gonna we're gonna do an exit to take some pictures and, and no matter how many times they say but we're gonna keep the party going come back in part probably a fourth of your guests are gonna leave at that time so you kind of, it's a fine line you have to walk. Um, and sometimes it's worth paying your photographer to stay. Well, do you all have anything else? I thought that was a great way to kind of wrap this up. I think we've touched on some things that people, some are going to agree with us <laughs> and others. I tell you what. Well, all these were suggestions. So I Again, mean, you do what you want. Absolutely. As Sharon always says, it's your day. You get to make the decisions. Yeah, these are just our personal opinions. And if my, you know, my clients ask me, I'm going to tell them how I feel about it. But if they want this in their wedding, it's their wedding. And I'm sure if Mike gets asked to make, you know, baby's mason jars there. with baby's breath, if that's what that bride wants, that's what he'll do. It, it, you have to do what's right for you. But there are definitely trends in the wedding industry that we can see come and go. And there's tons other that others that we could cover too, but that's another st- episode. I, I think we'll break this into two. All right, this is a great time to tell you we want to hear from you. Tell us what trends would you like to see go? 
What things did you do at your wedding if you're already married? Or if you're planning your wedding, share with us what you're doing. Maybe it's something unique. Maybe you're sticking to some traditions. Just go to our website, the ring, the bling, and all the things.com. And you can either click the contact button or you can click the microphone and record a message to us. Now, I'll tell you a couple of things. On our upcoming episodes, we are going to start doing a listener of the week. So if you would like to be featured on that, give us some feedback. That can be, you can write us a review. We love reviews. Sharon, what do we really like, though? A glowing five-star review. Absolutely. And we just want to hear from you, and we would like to feature that on some of our episodes. So we hope that you enjoyed listening, and until next time, see ya. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things. If you like what you heard, make sure to hit the subscribe button to get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, The Ring, The Bling, and AllTheThings.com for past episodes. And make sure to connect with us on social media. If you would like to help us get the word out about this podcast, make sure to share with your family, your friends, and anyone you know in the wedding business.